Do you want to make love in the break room? Because of the following special program, Wonder Woman and the Incredible Hulk will not be presented this evening. Blount County educators stay laid off. The full story at 11. KTBR Break Room. Hit the drum, I get wicked. I knew a girl named Nikki. I guess you could say she was a sex fiend. I met her in a hotel lobby, masturbating with a magazine. In the time of ancient gods, warlords, and kings, a land in turmoil cried out for a hero. the break room a mighty princess forged in the heat of battle i am a princess <laughs> the power the passion like shut the fuck up <laughs> the danger sorry i had to take a picture of my penis her courage will change the world Podcasting live from the Break Room Towers in the scrotum of the DFW Metroplex, it's The Break Room with Mark, Dustin, and Thomas. I make more than both of you. I'm driving down Firewheel Parkway. St. Elaine 245, episode 245 of The Break Room. What's up, guys? What was the first thing you said? Staying alive at 245. Uh, okay. Sound like St. Elena or something like that. St. Elena until 55. Just sound like mush. Can't understand why you didn't understand him talking like an idiot. St. Elena until 55. I am a hot piece of ass. We're already out of here. You ready to go? Claim you had one hour and a half of sleep last night. I did not say that. You've now over-exaggerated my point that didn't need to be over-exaggerated. Out, go, out, out, go, out. So... I thought we were doing the whole thing. <laughs> God, why is it so fucking tiny? <laughs> I don't know. It's an old drop. It's an old no. drop. And we had a better mixer. It didn't <laughs> suck so much. Uh, welcome to episode 245 of The Break Room. Remember, you can always call us at 469-665-982. Selvin? Or email us. Selvin. Selvin. Or email us at breakroomshow at gmail.com. <laughs> yeah, I have a ball gag in my anus. Seven is a tricky thing to say. <laughs> Thelvin? 
Especially with no this L in seven. Especially with this new accent that you're trying out. <laughs> hey, we have a couple of voicemailsies <clears throat> here. Nice. So let's go through What's a couple a of What's From a clown car? Yeah. Is it, is it working? No. Are we? Hi, break room. It's F13 here. I'm <laughs> calling in to let you know that um, in a very odd turn of events, Thomas and I are on the same page. No on the cake. Uh, I am a... Now, he said he doesn't... He's not the biggest fan of sweet things. So we might not be on the same page here, but I much prefer pie to cake. Uh, I've waited my entire life for someone to get me a birthday pie, but that's never happened, so we'll see. You want to answer that live on air? <laughs> <laughs> yes, someone else has been that deep. Do you need to go? Right. He's out of here. Uh oh. Hello. Go for Tom. <laughs> yeah. Put the mic up to him. See what's going on. What's up, BJ? What's up, Big K? I thought he who... said, "What's up, BJ?" Was it BJ? Yeah. Yeah. You're listening to Small Business Live with the tank. I guess we're just going to do. No, we don't have a wireless mic to follow him. Unfortunately, unfortunately, don't. All right, let's keep going with F13 then. Uh. Can we? That's F-13. You've heard of computer sex, but is there really such a thing? Absolutely. Having sex with an online partner is easy to learn. I'll show you how to reach a cyber sex climax. We'll also visit others who have mastered the art of one-handed typing. So let's get started. KTBR Break Room. Hear the drama get wicked. Fasten your vaginas and put a clamp on your scrotums. It's time for Mad Radio. Thomas had to step away for business, so here we are, Mad Radio, Mark and Dustin, episode four. Those of us who don't conduct any business. I'm right here, dickhead. Some of us like like Uh Those of us that don't what? Those of us who don't uh, run small businesses. Right. And have business While we're doing another business. Yeah. Some of us turn for phones. Ooh. Regardless, I would have had to answer that asshole. Ooh. Ooh. That's tough small business talk. Jesus. <laughs> from Tough Talk Thomas. That came from the top of a new vertical, is where that came from. Oh my God. He rained down on vertical. you hard. Yeah, if there's a cheerleading triangle, he's the top girl on, <laughs> on that triangle. All right, now play the regular break room intro again. He's back. All right. So, uh, let's see. Do you want to make Okay, seriously. <laughs> we don't need to do the whole thing again. Because of the following special oh program, one. All right, do we, back do we still have F13 up here? we restart the show? No. Let's back it up a few few seconds here. <laughs> a few what? <laughs> you and the English language are not getting along well today. <laughs> no. It's a cake. Uh, I've waited my entire life for someone to get me a birthday pie, but that's never happened, so we'll see here uh, on this, the eve of my uh, 70th birthday, if that actually How is your pie? Um, also, I just wanted to say rape, rape, uh, gasoline, high five, out, go out. <laughs> So it, it can, sounds like he farted and fell over at the end there. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. If only. I hope everything's okay. <laughs> I don't know what it is about the, the visual of the fart and fall down, but it is one of my favorite visuals of all time, like <laughs> mental visuals of all time. Just picturing Thomas falling off a ladder and farting while, after he falls. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> That's hey, specifically. Break room. It, 
it really like every time I think about it, and Dustin and I actually exchanged or exchanged a fart and fall down text earlier today or sext. I giggled out loud while whilst driving because well, actually, it was him in that case too. Amazingly enough, what it was you in that case that were just farting and falling over. Oh yeah, yeah. We were talking about how we're gonna market our other podcast, and it's how? mostly gonna be farting and falling down. That makes and sense. The right? podcast is gonna be called. No, it's the same one. It's called Brewbloods. Oh, okay. But you can find it at Brewbloods.net or on iTunes. Just search Brewbloods. But uh, the way we're going to market to advertisers is by farting and falling down. Then have Mark do the uh, friend's ass slap afterwards. Well, no. Before that, it's the naked handstand, in which I then fart and fall down. And yeah, then, exactly. Then after I fall down, I then do the friend's ass slap while Dustin is dancing behind me. Have we actually talked about the friend's ass slap on the air before? It originated yes, on the air. Yeah. Oh, okay. There, you just did it. God. <laughs> Too bad you're not watching Periscope. <laughs> it's a little scary how fast you can get those things down. <laughs> you can drop those drawers very quickly. <laughs> oh, friends. Everything, everything's Velcroed for just such an emergency. I'll be there for you just kicked on. If there's an ass slapping emergency. Yes. Everything is Velcroed at the back so I can just rip it off. <laughs> the back? So you're wearing like chaps shorts there? Yeah, I wear everything chaps. <laughs> Uh-oh, he's dropping them again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you teased him. Here's yeah. a voicemail from one from one Nate Nathan. <laughs> Hoblosexual. Hey, break room. It's Nate. Just calling. I have a request for a future episode. Uh, Wait a minute. Why are we doing it on this show then? I should have just taken this into consideration. Not played this. We can still talk about it now. Okay. Maybe we'll do it it's later. Kind of an- update on an old episode that you guys did, I guess, uh, quite a few years ago now. Uh, you guys had previously done an Pre- episode of your top five man crushes. Donkey show. Uh, I would like to hear an updated version of each <laughs> of your lists. Uh, I just want to see if any of your old man crushes still hold through to today. I want to see if Marcus is still uh, crushing on Linkin Park. Uh, I want to see if Dustin still has Lou Dobbs in at all five of his top spots. And I want to see if Thomas can distinguish the fact that the list is supposed to be about men that you like, not just men that you want to have sex with. So I would love to hear uh, an updated man crushes list. So uh, hopefully you guys can do that in the future. I think it'd be great to, no. to hear. And uh, the shows have been awesome lately. Uh, keep up the good work. And also Blue, no. Brew Bloods is uh, fantastic. So no. uh, gasoline high five. Beat a penis. No. That's actually a good idea. I, I, Why do you I thought no over and over again? Then? I thought that was your no, first of all. <laughs> That you're playing. No, no. Um, I actually thought we did that recently, but I guess that was the five people he would like to have a drink with, which we did with Nate. Right. I don't even remember doing that episode. I don't remember Let alone either. why it would you know, well, include me with Linkin Park and Thomas with Scott Stapp. I do randomly remember him saying, um, what's the guy from the second season of Sons of Anarchy? Henry Rollins. Like, that That was yeah. one of the guys, and that I was, was a, really, I don't know, that stuck out to is me. Uh, that was, brother of yeah, that was the one that we did the show with him. Drink, that was yeah, Have yeah, a Drink with yeah. yeah, that's but the man, one I remember. Man I don't Crushes? Remember. Yeah. I remember Dustin's was not just Lou Dobbs. It was, we picked them all for him. It was like <laughs> of Sean Hannity. <laughs> that was one of my many not here this week episodes. <laughs> yeah, you were here. Or no, you just refused to participate episodes. <laughs> you didn't participate, so we, uh, okay. we, we knew who the top five that for you right. were. Yeah. Not participating sounds about right. The first half of that that (laughs) next episode will be the first half of that episode. (laughs) What? When we do the next episode, the the sequel, we're going to play the prequel. We're going to, yeah. Not prequel. We're going to play the original film 
And then we're going to play the sequel after that. English is not his friend tonight. Yeah. English is never my friend. Well, that's true. That's speaking not, is never that's my friend. Especially you today, You've though. got lots of brags talking about how you are a master of the English language. <laughs> I don't know that's why true. I've gotten all these awards for being a master of the English language. <laughs> I know a lot of words. I do know there a lot of go. words. That doesn't mean you can speak them, though. That's true. It's not the same. Is that it for the VMs this week? <clears throat> so we're not going to do that? Or is that a no, later I, time? I, well, first of all, fuck you, ass cap. I already paid your bill. God damn you. <laughs> He's just going through personal, uh, personal email. Personal, I'm going through break room email. They sent me into the billing statement. I've already paid it. Stupid motherfuckers. So we're we going on to Taste Buddies. Food. I'm hungry. I want some food. I'm it's time for another award-winning edition of the Taste Buddies. Food. Taste awesome. Buddies. Okay, Assemble. As soon as I step foot in the shop, I know that I don't know what I want. Chicken donut, coffee kebab, or lamb shish, or a mixed special. Sometimes I get a coffee, or some next one I can't say properly. I'm so hungry, I'm biting my lips. Ah, welcome back to the nurturing confines of the Taste Buddies room. Where we can find here? It's a special here we are. reserved closet. It's a very tiny closet we have. Revered. Revered? God damn it. We're all ass to ass in it. We are. Ass to ass to ass. Yes. Mm. Take a break for a little bit and let somebody else talk for a while. We kind of stack asses. We insert each other's cheeks into each other's cracks. Oh. Because that's all we have room for. If you don't use every single inch, then you can't fit in there. You're only playing into Marcus's human centipede fetish <laughs> right now. That is true. I saw that uh, so has Ben and Jerry's. I don't know if anybody reads the break room feed or not on Twitter. But they yes. are doing a human centipede uh, ice cream. <laughs> yes, <I saw> <laughs> <laughs> All, right, All right, you don't so. have to be douchey and prove a point and not say anything. So on this episode of Taste Buddies, it appears we have a chip-flavored uh, item. Or a chip item <laughs> well, it's a chip. with some kind of flavoring. It's probably not chip-flavored. Uh, it probably will taste like a chip. Yeah, it probably will. It'll it'll sell us on it tastes like something else, but in fact, it tastes pretty much like a chip. Now, surprisingly, being in Texas, this is not uh, something that you would get at Lay's. I believe this is actually still another contribution from our Canadian friends. Oh, uh, is it? It is. From way back when? Yeah, and uh, I believe they're slightly expired, but that's okay. Oh, no. What's the date on it? August 19th, 2014 is what it says. <laughs> so, a little expired. But... Almost one full year. <laughs> But that's all right. Uh, it appears that this is going to be, if you'd like to say. Oh, my God. I have no idea. What the fuck is it? <laughs> it's all in... Uh, it's all in Canadian. Quebec-ish. <laughs> World of flavors. Man, it, seriously. It's the poutine. Poutine. <laughs> yeah. Which has been a popular, just somewhat popularized thing around is it? this area lately. I've seen it pop up at a couple of restaurants. The uh, picture looks like French fries with... God, there's something sticky on the table. Probably cat vomit. The the picture looks like French fries doused in syrup. Which is I know that gross. I don't remember exactly what all goes into poutine, but I know that it is some kind of French fry oh, based item. It's kind of like cat food, actually. Man, it smells a lot like cat food. I don't know if that's an <laughs> expiration or if that's actually the poutine. <laughs> so it's crunchy ripped uh, uh, rippled potato chips made with. Quebec's in, uh, Quebec inspired gravy and cheese seasoning. Quebec expired. Quebec inspired. Gotcha. I don't know, man. Gravy and cheese seasoning. Mm. Cheese seasoning. Well, obviously, that's going to be nice and artificial. Why do you say that? I can't imagine why. <laughs> Maybe it comes from the same vault that all the uh, Frito Lay cheeses come from as well. Why don't you give uh, the Mark a sniff at that? Would you like a sniff of this, Mark? 
Are you really not gonna speak the rest of the episode? It is. It does kind of have a cat food type. It's smell. gross. It smells really gross. Doesn't look exceptionally seasoned either. The chips are slightly off color. Yeah. But uh, that could be the expiration, though. Yeah, that could be. And they're only slightly, oh, slightly seasoned. Oh, here's a worse part. Look at the bottom of the bag. <laughs> All right, the bottom <laughs> of the bag has been ripped also. So this is gonna be nice That's and stale be... as fuck. That's gonna be bad. <laughs> All right, well, I guess uh, you want to dig in first? Let's say, not really. That's the <laughs> second bag. that We had two bags that... We had one bag that showed up, the, the ketchup one. The ketchup ones, yeah. That was already... Those were still all right, but they weren't super expired either. They were fresher. Let's see here. They smell just as much like cat food out of the bag. Pretty much. Not as stale as I would have expected. For as old as they are. I also I'll tell feel you like what. it's got a lot of flavor. It has a lot of flavor. I feel like the front end of it almost has an oniony flavor or something. I don't know. It tastes kinda like gravy. Yeah, it does kind of have a gravy taste to it. Especially the aftertaste. And then the aftertaste after that gets even worse. <laughs> Probably partially due to the expiration, but expiration, bag being open, take your pick. Probably both. <laughs> and maybe the actual uh, chip as well. Now it has definitely maintained a crunch. Again, I don't know if that's from stale or it was originally just oh. crunchy. Um, definitely has a stale attribute to it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Now, I don't know how much of this flavoring comes from the fact that it's expired, but it's really, really strong. I mean, it's really strong compared to most American chips. Any chip chips. I've ever had, really. Yeah. I the mean, gravy is really strong. Yeah. I mean, like, your standard nacho cheese Dorito or something like that will have a decent amount of flavoring, but I don't know. This this really kicks it up a notch. The Mark, would you like to have a taste? Are you really not going to do any of the show? All right, why don't we just not do it this week? Just continue. No, if you're going to be like that, there's no point doing it. What the hell's going on? Seriously. I was told to take the segment off, so... You were not, you were not told anything, to, first of all. When do we not bust our, each other's balls on here and then taking that personally? Saying, take a break for a second. We always say that kind of stuff to each other. I don't know why sometimes you get pissed off about it. All right, I'll just stop recording. <clears throat> They're terrible. <laughs> Thanks for that brave review. <laughs> I can't old setting review. Yeah, other poutine, poutine, or whatever you have. Ripping you say out it. of the back, poutine. Yeah, poutine. I can't identify the exact replica flavor, but it's something around Gravy. hot dog. No, it's like hot dog water. Mm. I feel like there's an onion flavor. How in the often have you drank hot dog water? It, it does. It it's does. A common item. It does bear a striking resemblance to brown gravy. Not good brown gravy. No. 
but I feel it like has I've had much better poutine like in real life. I've never had yeah. poutine, but I, feel I like they have other stuff in it other than just gravy. What the hell is poutine? Sometimes. Well, it's usually got cheese curds and poutine. Yeah, and cheese. I'm sorry, it's got cheese poutine curds and brown gravy. Poutine on and poutine fries. And- what is that? I thought I had some mayo some, too, but I could be wrong. It's a Canadian import. It's a thing. Canadian delicacy. Yeah. Oh, okay. That still doesn't tell me what it is. It's what, like something. I mean, that, it's fries and it's, gravy and yeah. cheese curds. And it's the. It's what they serve the, together. It's like the Yuck. the Canadian version of caviar. <coughs> that does Kinda. not sound like caviar at all. With maple syrup on top, of course. Right. They go to and all of the lakes yeah. in the no- great and north and yeah, fish <laughs> up the, with a mountain, the biggest yeah. potatoes they can. Yes. They dig those up. They pour all the curds and all the gravy and all the cheese on them. Does it have whey on it? No, just the oh. curds. No, oh, okay. No, who wants the fucking whey? I don't know. Nobody wanted Miss Muffet. Muffet nobody apparently. wanted. No, nobody. She didn't even want the whey. That's that's a myth. She was eating her curds and whey though. That's a myth. She didn't want it. That's that's a myth. She was just eating the curds. Miss Muffet is real, but she, her wanting the whey. <laughs> she was trying to dig the curds out for the poutine. <laughs> it's named after the great uh, Canadian Prime Minister. She was eating around the Ms. Muffet. Yeah, she, of course. Who doesn't eat around the whey? Whey's stupid. Miss Muffet was a. Canadian Prime Minister? Yeah, you didn't know that? No, I didn't. She was the first Canadian Prime Learned Minister. something new every day to what country? She was the one who <laughs> accidentally sp- spilled the curds on the fries. Oh. She, she was also married to uh, that guy that was always on cocaine up there. Paul Bunyan. Oh, what's his face? I can't remember the Paul Bunyan the was guy. always on cocaine? <laughs> yeah. The mayor that was up there, Rod, whatever his name is. Rod, uh, Chris, Rod Fantana? Yeah. Chris Christie? Yeah, Chris Christie. The Canadian mayor, Chris Christie. Rod Thomas? <laughs> yeah. Rod Ford. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> Rob Thomas Ford. Can Rob Thomas Ford. You held me a bit. <laughs> yes, Rob Thomas Ford. What the hell? Married. Is that a car dealership around here? It's 3 a.m. I need some curds and whey. <laughs> and their child, their child was Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> the Ninja Turtle. The Ninja Turtle. Yes. How many Ninja Turtles, <laughs> the actual human Ninja Turtles are there? <laughs> There's a lot. Way too many. As you can see, he's wearing the shirt today. I am. Yes. Ah, Celebrating Wayne Gretzky. The Ninja Where's <laughs> Paul Newman in that outfit? I don't know. Maybe he's the one who's cut left. out of his family. He's still in the sewer. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. They didn't want anybody with an army jacket sticking out of the actual top of the sewer grate. Doesn't really convey a realism. <laughs> Doesn't lend realism to the picture. Nobody's hey, well. full. I saw was on TV the other day. And I'm like, oh, Paul Newman, the Ninja Turtle. Nobody's there it is. full. Wasn't that... That was the poster you had. Was that the one? Yeah. I, I thought that was a, a, a Matthew Perry movie with Salma Hayek. That was Fools Rush In. Fools Rush In. Oh, wrong fool movie. Sorry. <laughs> Different fools. So what are these even? Is World of Flavors the brand of chip? Uh, World of Flavors. Uh, Savure Poutine. Flavor Savures du Monde. I'm Thank assuming you. it's oh, a hell. store I feel called like World of Flavors. I feel like answered. <laughs> uh, as we have many chips falling out the bottom here. Bottom. Uh, the back says recreating the mouthwatering flavors of a classic diner favorite fries with delicious homestyle brown gravy and cheese curds. These crunchy ripple chips are a tasty take on a Quebecois taste. Recreant la savoureuse appétissante du plat. Tasty take is in quotes. frites avec une bonne sauce, brut frit, fait de It has a flavor. And du fromage and grounds. C'est croustillant. That's not wrong. Bien la goutte de la poutine québécois traditionnel. Tasty is probably. I bet that's not really very good French. <laughs> and by the way, they're new slash nouveau. New slash for, for, for all of our I'm pretty sure that's no ha ha no ha Yeah, very like very un- not not really un- you know not really attractive packaging. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you're right, though. That's not very attractive packaging. It's really terrible packaging. God. 
<laughs> Start over. Take two. Ready? Uh, and three. And two. two. Poutine. I should probably memorize the script next time. <laughs> you should. One more time. Now, to be fair, these are the president's choice. La Croix de la Presidente. Dunte. Croix du Président. Texan French there. This means this is the choice of Texas the president. and Mexican? <laughs> I thought the I thought yes. the Canadian had a prime minister, not a, a president. That's what I thought too. So I'm gonna declare these fake. Fake Canadian. Ficadian. Well, we know that. Maybe Rob Ford Canada. killed the Prime Minister. And Maybe is Rob Ford the president? <laughs> sure, why not? He's the official president. I know one time you declared you wish he was our president. I do wish he, I wish he was at least our mayor here in Dallas. He'd be <laughs> way more entertaining than Mike <coughs> Saroy or whatever his name is. That's definitely not what his name <laughs> is. It, it's Mike. I don't know. The guy from Sopranos. The guy right? from Sopranos, yeah. That guy. That guy? <laughs> I don't know. I find him fairly entertaining. Mike Saroy? He's pretty entertaining. Just the guy because he's from the Sopranos. Mike Rawlings? Yeah. Yeah. Hey. And if you don't, I, I do find him interesting. Mike Rawlings, Mark does not find you interesting. <laughs> He's. <laughs> I've never met him. I can't say whether it's interesting or not. So, Dustin, rating? <sighs> Taste is horrible. Crunch is okay. Packaging is horrible. Uh, I'm going to have to go and give it two thumbs down. I would go so far as to say crunch is better than okay because simply because, for all we know, the bag has been open for at least since it expired. And it's True. like two years past its expiration date. Well, not <laughs> almost one year. True. But still, like... We, it's, it's it's probably safe to say that it got... When did we get that original bag? Uh, original like a year and a half ago? I don't know. Yeah, it was a long time ago. It's, <laughs> it's probably been open since then, and still there is a crunch. So That's a satisfying True. crunch. And it is. It's, it's for a stale It's maintained. It's pretty it's definitely maintained. Unfortunately, the taste is pretty god-awful, so... It kind of negates the crunch, though. It negates the crunch in a major <laughs> fa fashion. I do taste plenty of gravy... And honestly, it may be the most heavily flavored chip I've ever had before. Maybe, yeah, maybe not, maybe not, there. maybe not the baked jalapeno or whatever that is that's so good. But uh, I say two thumbs down. Look, as a man of gravy, <clears throat> and we know I'm a man of gravy. <laughs> okay. One day we do need to do a taste buddies where you shoot white gravy again. I might do that. <laughs> but that's the qualifier. I'm a man of white gravy, not brown gravy. As a southern man, you enjoy the white gravy, not the brown. Brown is terrible gravy. I'm with you on that. It's horrible gravy. There's very few times that I want brown gravy at all. Look, Canada, if you want to improve your poutine, you'll replace <laughs> your brown gravy. gravy with your white gravy. Then you'll have a better poutine. It'll be awesome teen. Not <laughs> not poor teen. Not poo poutine. That's exactly what this is. Poor teen. This is poo poutine. Poo. Poutine. P-O-O-Teen. Now, poutine. I, give you a, I give you a props for the crunch, like Thomas said. I give you a Non-props for the packaging because it's horrible. I don't know. I know Canadians is terrible. I know Canadians have to rely on their government for funding. And I don't know if they play a, pay a packaging license here. And this is what they got out of it. <laughs> That's was a lack ink. of decoration. That's all the ink they could afford. All they could afford was a stamp and a picture of fries. But look, the fries don't even have gravy on them. They're just a, it's just it a picture like of fries. Syrup. It is There's just like a generic thing of fries. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's a light It's a it's a light a light jizzing of of gravy on top. <laughs> That's not what I expect out of my poutine. I've never had poutine, but that's not what I expect. There's no cheese curds here. I expect like, like a Peter North of cheese curds and gravy. Not not, not this, a Peter Torque version. Not a Peter Torque version. This is more Peter exactly. Torque. This is more Peter Torque than Peter North. Yeah. Uh, this is not what I expect. I pr I appreciate the strong gravy flavor, but other than that, I have to give the world of flavors Savir Portine or poutine 
or poor teen. Poo poo teen. Two thumbs down. Now, the good news is, guys, I think we have four other bags of expired chips to go through. <laughs> oh, my God. We need to do that sometime soon. We need to shotgun all of them. I think we might possibly go a year between bags <laughs> just as an experiment. Hopefully, they all have holes in them, too. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> so, coming uh, up next. Coming up next. Nirvana documentary. We're going to talk about, yes, Kurt Cobain montage of heck and stuff on the break room. Uh, at the same time, uh, we have some other stuff going on as well, so call the hotline at 469-665-9827 or Skype us at break room and leave us a voicemail. I'm Steve Martin. With so many celebrities endorsing cosmetics these days, I wanted to make sure the cosmetic I endorsed was very special. That's why I'm proud to put my name on Steve Martin's all-natural penis beauty cream. (laughs) New formula. Try my new beauty cream, and in a matter of weeks, your penis will be looking smoother and softer. The way women like it. And because of the new formula, no more scaling. Here's how it works. Just take a small amount and rub gently on the penis for several minutes up to a half hour. You'll notice a difference right away. And don't worry, a slight discoloration is normal. Bob, tell us, how has my Steve Martin's all-natural penis beauty cream new formula helped you? Well, Steve, I'm in real estate. And if I'm not confident, I can't do my job. And you can't feel confident unless your manhood is smooth and soft, right? Exactly. If I'm thinking about my appearance, I'm not thinking about selling houses. The day I started using Steve's cream, I sold three houses. Now I have more energy than before. My confidence is sky high. I just got my pilot's license. And next week I'm flying solo from LA to Tahoe with nothing on board except two jars of your cream. That's great. Well, the best part, Steve, is that now I can throw away all those cans of turtle wax. Our next guest actually started using my new cream by accident. Isn't that right, Dave? That's right, Steve. I thought it was for something else. And now that you've been using the product, how have you found it? Well, Steve, I found I have a lovelier, more luxurious, softer penis than I ever had with other beauty creams. Probably because it's the first beauty lotion made especially for the Johnson. (laughs) I'll tell you, if I could afford it, I would use your cream 24 hours a day. And is your wife more attracted to you now that you've been using my cream? Well, Steve, my wife recently left me. But before, before she did, she said, I hope you and your Steve Martin's beauty cream will be very happy. Well, that's a lovely tribute. Thank you, Dave. Steve Martin's all-natural penis beauty cream new formula. You know it's safe. Why? Because it's tested on animals. 
And if you order by mail, don't worry. It's shipped in a plain brown wrapper with the words, not penis cream, stamped all over it in big red letters. So pick up a jar today and remember, it's the only cream with the picture of my penis on it. Culture. Three men came from a distant land to defend them with their thumbs of fire. Separately, these warriors are known as Mark the Buzz, Thomas the Tank, and Dirty Dirty Dustin. But when evil threatens, they raise their hands to the sky and summon the fire to become the thumbs of fury. Are you ready? It's thumb time. with having your whole family reject you. Kurt became really unruly. He hated being humiliated. You'd see the rage come out. You'd always have to do some kind of art. You go out for a few hours, you come back, and there was a painting on the wall where he wrote a song. His goal was to write as well as he could, play as well as he could. That's all the music, man. It was awe-inspiring, but it was like, wow, you know, I guess I'm not all that special. This is what I've always wanted to do. And I said, you better buckle up, because you are not ready for this. normalcy. He wanted the mom, the dad, and the kids and everything happy. But then he didn't. If anything's going to stop me from pursuing this rock and roll thing, it's going to be her. He wanted to build a home because his home and his family fell apart. We were all we had. He was searching for whatever made him feel like he wasn't alone. Do you think that you're getting happier in general? Yeah, definitely. I'm really thankful for a lot of things. Are you getting all this? Yes. Oh, aren't we lucky? I'm Kurt Cobain. This is the look of Aberdeen. Come on, look at the camera. So we're here to talk about, if you can't tell, Kurt Cobain, Montage of Heck. It's the documentary directed by Brett Morgan for HBO. <clears throat> Actually produced by uh, Frances Bean, Cobain's daughter, and Cobain and Courtney's daughter. Mr. Bean movie series? Yes, uh, Frances Bean of the... What's happening? Sorry to start playing again, sorry. My apologies. 
Uh, All apologies. <laughs> All apologies. Uh, yes, directed by directed by Brett Morgan, produced by Kurt's daughter, Kurt and Courtney's daughter, Frances Bean, who does not appear in the documentary. But it's a look that is entirely focused on not Nirvana the band, which there have been many documentaries and books and. <laughs> Magazine articles, but it's actually they, primarily they talk a little fo- bit about they, it. They do. Well, of it's course, mostly they talk about, about. Yeah, it's mostly about, about the band, band and but his yeah, entire that, life and going all the way back to things that we haven't seen before. Going yeah. all the way back to uh, childhood and and beyond. Childhood, and uh, home movies, kind of what formed him as a as a human. Yeah, we get to see his draw drawings, as Mike Myers once said. So, what was your first impression of Nirvana as a kid? Because that's probably where we could start with this. And then Nirvana get into the as a kid. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Nirvana as a kid. You when mean, you were younger and were introduced oh, to Nirvana, okay. I think what the hell like, are you talking about? Nirvana and Into is like Nirvana the band as a kid. I oh uh, no, no I, I'm not like the Muppet Baby version of Nirvana. <laughs> I'm talking about when you were a kid. Me, 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 <laughs> they just sound like the Chipmunks singing <laughs> yeah, Nirvana songs. Exactly. No, I from the get I really enjoyed them. From the I, get? I really loved that band. They really, you know, I was an angry young teen. From I don't remember that at all. I know you don't. <laughs> I, they really connected me. There was were you the guy who did laps? I, I might have been. Might have been who was you know the guy without emotions. <laughs> that was not a serious question. Um, <laughs> no, I they really connected with me as, as a Ute, and really they they seemed to embody musically the rage that I felt inside with my family, much like or your uh, life in general. My life in general. <laughs> It was mostly embodied. It was tangled up in my family at the time. And they managed to express that rage in a way I never could. So they expressed it through music, much like a lot of the grunge scene at the time. And I'll always have a special place for them because they're the ones who got me out of uh, just enjoying country music when I was 11 and 10 and 12. Country music? They were actually the first... I mean, obviously, I would listen to some pop and some rock here or there, but I was mostly into that. You were like Seal's biggest fan. But that's, that's that was later though. Because of Nirvana, I was Seal's biggest right. fan later. <laughs> that's a really weird correlation. <laughs> because of Nirvana, he became the number one fan of Kiss from a Rose. <laughs> but you know, it kind of opened the whole door to all that other grunge music that ended up coming down the pipe. Yeah. Um, you could debate whether they're the ones who opened the door for them, or if it was just my personal gateway <laughs> into listening to the other well, stuff, I, like you know Pearl Jam or yeah, Stone they, they weren't and the first. Kind of stuff. And some would say they weren't the best. I, you that's know, a matter that, of opinion. That's, that's a matter of opinion. But they were like the tastemakers. They were the gateway drug for the movement at the time. They were shifting in music. They were definitely influential. And they were influential. There's no doubt for about sure. that. They were, and they were probably the most influential, influential grunge band of the time. They were the they were the gateway drug. They were the 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 tipping point from going going from hair metal to to grunge and harder yeah, like hair, a harder edge. Hair metal. We can they also weren't hair metal at all. No, no, they, but no. that's what I'm saying. They were the tipping it's, point. It's good. I appreciate them for that also, if they're helping yeah. to usher that out. They were out. definitely one of the ones to usher that out, yeah. to help usher that out. I mean, there are still people, don't get me wrong, there are still losers that are 45 years old that go to these stupid hair metal bands. Still jam out to Poison. 200 and... plus occupants, you know. <laughs> right. There's still people that they're do that. The... There's still people that enjoy Chinese democracy. But it's not, oh God. <laughs> They're playing the Taylor County Convention Center, you know, and there's yeah. those guys still show up. And Man, there's more than 200 seats there. <laughs> Look, I still, I still That's think it's a small. I still venue. think there's a place for hair metal. There's a. It was the, of the for era. Hair metal. Hair metal. I still think there's, a, there's still a place for it. It was of the era. But did it get to start? Disco was of the era. It just started. Yes, exactly. I mean, things had a time. There was good I guess. disco music. There was good hair metal. It's just that it got stale. It got old. It got just like it, grunge is not. 
popular yeah, now. Just, yeah, like that got old exactly, too. absolutely. Just like I don't know who who would you call the tail end of grunge? Would you call it? Oh, I don't know. Uh, Puddle of mud? Are they the tail end of grunge or or Nickelback? Okay, Even Nickelback, Nickelback is super not popular. They want rock though. Let's say it started to trail off. They're pop the rock. Early aughts, right? Yeah, Early I, to mid I guess. I'm trying to figure I mean, out. I don't know what the last there's like still grunge bands that happened today. I, I know, but it's it's not the huge only rock outlet like it was in the mid '90s. Pretty much. honestly, there's not a lot of rock outlet no, anymore. And that's what I'm saying. Like, really not. I struggle to identify yeah. like who are the rock mainstays these days, and I can't really. It's because put a there aren't. On. Yeah, They're I mean, not really. It's Look, because you've got guys that are still around that are still producing lots of albums, but the mainstream music, there's barely any rock in it anymore. Like yeah. the top ten, the top charts. And I shit. think it, it just got so stale with the sound that I think people just got tired of it. Uh, yeah, I mean, you talk about your Nickelbacks, your Creed, your Creeds, your Puddles of Mud. Your those might have started the descent. Your Aaron, what was his name? <laughs> not Aaron Stapp. Stained. Aaron Stained. No, uh, Stained is who you're talking about. Aaron something. Aaron Brockovich. Lewis. Aaron Lewis. Aaron Sorkin. Aaron Brockovich Lewis. Sorkin from Stained. Yeah. That, that whole sound just kind of like... in text where he constantly <laughs> talked for 45 minutes long. Right. That sound just got old and stale, and I hope there will someday be a rock revolution again, but I, I think it's going to be a while. Right now, we're more into the... I guess if you had to put somebody now, it's like... That's popular. It would be Mumford & Sons, Kings of Leon... That's not even rock, though. They're not, but that's what I'm saying. That's what a lot of people that they tend to call rock these days, and it's not. It's pop rock. Kind of a folksy rock. Folksy rock is kind of the thing now. Your hey ho bands, like the Lumineers. Yeah. um, Decemberists. The Civil War. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Just those kind of bands. People like that. That look, I, I don't, I don't like Mumford and Sons. I like the Lumineers. Okay. The Civil Wars are okay. I like them in theory. I like the more folksy sound. But I like Decemberists. In the Decemberists, but I also. Also, I I love that era of music that it was so not thrash metal. That's not really, but but edgy, edgy. It and could just, be yeah. Music, it wasn't, music, music wasn't, and music is lacking a distinctive edge these days. It wasn't knock your balls off and singing no. metal guitar, but at the same time, it wasn't really light and well. No, it wasn't shredding like Van Halen. Yeah. You know, with eruption. Wasn't freelance wheels light either? Yeah, you know? but it, yeah, it wasn't in between. It wasn't tender with your feelings and oiling up your beard, but. <laughs> But it, it'll come around again. It was, it was things, ex- things come in waves. It, I think it's it's all. It, there's probably a lot. 2045 hair metal will be back. I think there was a lot balled up in that era too, like the late 80s, um, early 90s. Frustration with whatever the culture was. You would think we'd be at that point now, but we're not. But it, that all that musical revolutions tend to culminate around some sort of political, socio political explosion point. Now you didn't like you didn't like Nirvana at the time, right, Thomas? I was back and forth. Okay. I did at the beginning and then I really hated them because I felt like they took attention away from the bands I liked more, Pearl Jam and Aerosmith Pilot and Soundgarden. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Pearl Jam was still so freaking huge. Well, yeah, they were all they were, of, they were all of yeah. they kind of all uh, basically all exploded together, at yeah. the same time. Uh, well, obviously oh, Pearl, Pearl, Pearl Jam's Jam, one of those that's still making albums. Pearl Jam yeah. and um Soundgarden, and they were all from the Seattle area, so yeah, that true. was kind of a big deal. Stuntable Pilots came out of San Diego, but um, yeah, they all kind of still kind of going. exploded right Scott around Weiland the same was, time. Oof. Which is really weird. Let's, let's not talk about and that. And Scott Weiland <laughs> going without them, which is still pretty terrible. I don't know if you heard the recent yes, concert yes, footage. Yes, yes, I it's have, bad. But it's bad. I'm sure it's not good. They need to just get together. We I was it. just happy to hear that that footage was not the rest of the band, because everyone sounded terrible yeah. in that footage, not just Scott Stapp. <laughs> I mean, all- Scott Stapp... <laughs> <laughs> Not just Scott Weiland. <laughs> it was all kind of... They were all kind of... It's pretty bad. Yeah. Nirvana was a tipping point that 
they were the gateway drug for a lot of people in exploring those, these other bands. And a lot of them obviously lasted a lot longer, but... Sure. Well, he didn't... They didn't all kill, you, kill themselves. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, that was kind of a thing. It seemed Boston. like in, in the mid-90s also, Sweet. like uh, heroin overdoses. Yeah. The guy from Sublime, the guy from uh, Blind Melon. Blind Melon, yeah. Uh, the drummer, not the drummer, one of the guitarists from Smashing Pumpkins. Was Lane Staley from Allison Chains? Was he heroin as well? As well? I don't know, actually. I don't remember. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. One of those bands was not from Seattle. Was it Soundgarden? I can't remember, but Allison Chains was the other one that I think was from Seattle. No, oh, okay. Yeah, I think he died of. He used to like he Allison Chains quite a bit. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, but did, I think he yeah. died of heroin, did he not? Lane Staley? Might he have died, been. I don't remember. He was why. Some, it was just kind of insane how much heroin was, how big it was there amongst rock stars in the mid 90s. When you really saw it in, in this documentary. Of heroin. Yeah. It doesn't uh, seem like that. Lots of heroin. Uh, by the you way, don't hear that as much now, though. Like, Lane Staley died in 2002 of a mixture of heroin and cocaine. Okay. I thought it was a lot earlier than that, not 2002. I think he was found dead in his apartment days later, too. <laughs> in kind of Lane a gross Staley? way. Yeah. yeah, same with Kurt Cobain, yeah. Yeah. Which they, you know, this documentary, <clears throat> I like it in a lot of ways, because what I like about it, there's a lot of background stuff that we don't get to see. We haven't seen. I thought the animation was awesome. That's what I was about to say. Was I, love, I love yeah. the animation. Throughout the film, they took Kurt's uh, journals. Works of art. His works of art and his journals, and they animated them, which was really cool. Have you guys seen Frida with Selma yes. Hayek? So in that no. movie... They took Frida uh, Kahlo's uh, works of art and animated those. So it's very I've similar to that. Movie. I'm pointing at Thomas and I'm explaining to the audience. <laughs> so if you haven't seen that, it's a lot like that. It's Why are you being a dickhead? It was really cool. And then they added in some other animations for, for things where there are no videos or photos of Kurt. Yeah, if they had when an interview with him like or a, something. Yeah, a tape recorder. Yeah, yeah they, they would just animate, animate it, which was kind of nice. Um, the the documentary is really... Got some uh, circa 1993... Uh, Courtney love boobs there at the end yeah, as well. She, boy, talk about someone who'll just whip them out on you. Yeah, no kidding. The weird thing about that was the guy who was filming that the entire time was her ex-boyfriend who was the, the guitarist for Hole. Yeah. So all of those home videos, <laughs> which Thomas didn't see because he refused to watch the second half. It's not what happened at all. Um, those were all recorded by her ex-boyfriend. Okay, see, I didn't know that, actually. Eric Aronson, I think is his name. He was the guitarist for Hulk. I was wondering. I'm like, who the hell is filming all yeah. this shit? It's like a private home yeah, video. Well, they're in the bathroom brushing their teeth and, honk and, teeth and honking boobs yeah. and honk, making honk. out with each other. This guy is in there filming They're making filming out with this. each other while they're brushing their teeth? Well, no. I mean... They're having their... Her was somewhere else, and she was in the tub with the kid. No, no, but there was a scene where he's brushing his teeth and shaving, and she's sitting there doing her towel and complaining about how she wasn't going to be able to be at the Reading Festival, and then she's like, here's what everybody wants to see, and she whips off her towel. Yeah. With her pregnant boobs. So... Same thing you do for Periscope for the breaker. Absolutely. You missed it all. (laughs) So the the documentary is really divided into, into two parts. It's before Courtney and after Courtney, and I think that's probably a logical division given what we all know. There's a forward in the middle. There's There's no forward. There's a forward in the middle. There was no forward. There was no two parts. Yeah. There was no forward. Um, The beginning, the the first half really focuses on Kurt as a child, the, the home videos, and he really, and, and up through his meeting Courtney and the formation of the band, practicing in Aberdeen, um, forming the band, they went through five drummers, which I didn't even mention in the documentary. They, met, they went through five drummers. Well, <clears throat> if you're watching... Dave Grohl you, didn't even make it into the documentary. Well, he so did make it into the documentary. There, he's in there not, a time or two. Not in the official documentary, no, though. And, not current day, Dave Grohl. And that's one of the great oversights of the documentary. They have a in there, but they don't have... what you're saying. Yeah, that, that's, that's really the biggest flaw in this film, is that Dave Grohl is not even verbally mentioned he's just there in photos and in audio clips right nobody mentions him at all 
um, his influence on the band. I understand it's supposed to be focused on, focused on Cobain, but the thing is, the weird thing is about this is the director, after he premiered at Sundance, so what had happened was while they were filming, Grohl was busy promoting his latest album, and he was unavailable. It's a, so, it's a docu- It's not just an album. It was an amazing documentary. Well, is that the, um, the, Sun- Sonic, the, the Sonic Highway? Sonic Highway, yeah. 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 So anyways, he was busy doing that, so he was unavailable. But after the guy premiered at Sundance, Grohl... Uh, sent an email and said I'm available so they went and recorded a bunch of stuff with Grohl yeah and didn't end up using it and then the guy was like well I just wasn't feeling it I just wasn't <laughs> feeling it didn't feel like recutting it and I'm like are you kidding me like he's the second longest member of Nirvana and you're not gonna at least get one scene with the guy it's yeah, ridiculous it weird Absolutely, and definitely ridiculous. the most post Nirvana successful yes of absolutely the, of the trio and someone who was you know er, there every step of the way on the major road to success yep. that they had and yep. the downfall you know, I mean, how can you not have Dave, Dave Grohl a part of this documentary? I don't know. Tremendous, tremendous mess up on their part. Yeah, I mean, at least he was willing to do it. It's just kind of odd that they didn't, I don't know. Like you say, I don't know why the director wasn't feeling it. Yeah, that it's, it's... One of the key members of the band... It's horrible. ...should have been a part of it. You definitely think you would feel that that should be the case. Yeah, it, it, it's a tremendous oversight. It's really what, to me, stops this documentary from being two thumbs up and two flaming things up because it's a major oversight. I actually really like it's too long. The documentary's too long, first of all. Way too long. It's probably about well, hours and 16 it, yes. minutes. So I can still say it was way well, too I know, long. But for I'm saying you didn't feel how like the second half yeah. feels so much longer yeah, it, than the first. It, dra- it really dragged there. And the first half is actually longer than the second half. Yeah. Like from the from the divisor between Courtney and not Courtney. It's actually the first half is longer, but it feels it flows so much better. Huh. The second half so it has so many home movies that just kinda like meander around. I just was not, and again, I only watched the first half, but I was not interested at all in what, like, family members were saying or, like, I really? just couldn't care less. Yes, but I feel I like that's less. part of what shapes him as a person and how why too, but I didn't feel like they told any stories I cared to listen to. Well, but we, <laughs> I, I mean, didn't think it was interesting at all. I thought it was interesting to watch his dad, who is shockingly close to my father's in personality and appearance, Man, even. You got to know him over two hours, and you think he's <laughs> no, just I'm like saying, your pop? And he was I, only in the beginning. Look, I have to make a snap judgment. He looked a lot like my dad, but then his demeanor, and from what his mother relayed, he sounds remarkably like my dad, and he appears remarkably like my dad. I thought it was interesting he to likes, watch his father, watch his stepmother. big-breasted strippers, or what? <laughs> and, and to watch his mother and how she is, because does she not bear a striking resemblance to Courtney Love? Like uh, similar, yes. You didn't Kinda see similar. You need to see. You needed to see Courtney in the second half because they look so much alike. And 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 obviously from the documentary, Kurt oh. the entire time was striving to like, like live up to or live in and please his mother. That he ended up marrying someone who's a lot like his mother, except she was a junkie. Yeah, who wanted to cheat on him also. Well, that was kind of an interesting little side. Note I mean, there. she didn't. She didn't. She. I mean, she had. She did want to. She had a passing thought, but it was more than a passing thought. She had a whole plan that she just didn't execute. She was like, "Yeah, I was really thinking about she it. Was I was going to make the call. Yeah, uh, but you know, I, I just, I just didn't end up doing it. And then he t- had an overdose because I even thought it. Like, okay. yeah, and that's a. <laughs> she makes some sort of psychic connection in the documentary yeah. between her thinking about it and. You know, Kurt finding out, or he called his overdose in Rome. That was a few weeks before his actual death. So what happened was, so she flies to Rome with him. He, and this is what I, another thing I don't like about the documentary is that it abruptly it abruptly ends. But 
So well, they probably feel like the death has been covered so many times. No, but they it's don't need but to do it again. there's there's a chunk of time missing in there. It's like it's like ah, he came back from Rome and then killed himself. There's so much stuff missing in there. Like okay, so when he came back from Rome, would you like it to be three hours? No, but <laughs> no. they could have spent another look. They went two and two eighteen. I think they could have gone another five minutes to say yeah. Okay. Or, or, in all honesty, they could have made it shorter and led up to whatever you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, cut out as a few. To. Cut out some of the Courtney Love boob shots and them in the tub. <laughs> is there that many? Not uh, really. There was, there was the one in the bathroom when they're, he's shaving there's and she's toweling up. And there's one in the bathtub. There's the one where they're cutting the kid's hair when he's strung out. Um, there's someone they're fucking around in their house, which was just, it was just like cut some of the shit out. Yeah. Not really fucking around, but. I think it just wanted to show. How he was with the with his kid and all Just that kind of stuff too. But even stuff. But even some of that stuff where he's like, she's complaining about the fan letter and he's in a dress and a Hitler mustache. I mean, it's just oh. like cut some of that out. So what they didn't show was after his. So Courtney Love talks about his overdose after she was planning to have this affair briefly. <laughs> Kirk find, finds out. So he overdoses on day Courtney, right? Yeah. Does she have like? Because even in like the '90s, she had the like. She sounds like she smokes 500 packs a day. And in this movie, she smokes cigarette after cigarette after it's cigarette. It's gotten way worse. Every right? every shot of her is lighting up a new one. Oh really? Literally, is lighting up a new marble red. Um, Does she no. have a deeper voice than me? Actually, not that not that bad. But <laughs> no, um, deep voice guy. So <laughs> deep voice smoking guy. Who was that guy? <laughs> so I don't know. We need more to him later. <laughs> Smoker voice guy. What is this, a podcast? <laughs> Cut was my lover. Uh-oh. Who was your lover? Cut was my lover. Kurt? Yes. Cut Cobain was my lover. <laughs> my name is Courtney Love. I like, I like how he jumped out of character to say yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Hello, I'm the mother of Francis Bean Cobain. Wait a minute. We're smoke voice guy, and we have Courtney Love. You're the mother, or Kurt Cobain was your lover? <laughs> I'm the mother of Francis Bean Cobain. My name, oh, gotcha, my gotcha, name gotcha, gotcha, is gotcha. Courtney Love. <laughs> I'm the lead singer of Hole. <laughs> Can you sing me a little bit of uh, what the hell is that name? Doll of that parts. Song? Something from Doll sure, Parts. Sure, sure. I got some doll parts. <laughs> All of the doll parts. I don't think that's the lyrics. <laughs> I got a head without an eye. <laughs> I like cigarettes and some doll parts. <laughs> Two left legs. <laughs> what the. I like to build G.I. Joe's from different parts, doll parts. But anyway, to go back to Tom's so point, though, I kind of I lean more towards what you're saying. I think it was interesting to have doll parts. The former girlfriend and the family give a little bit of background of where he was as a kid. Yeah, and all that I, kind of I think stuff. it was really I interesting. That was, Especially with the stepmother that, boy, does she need to lay off a tan- the tanning machine. Yeah. But just given the nature of what this documentary is, I think that's pretty crucial to Yeah, I think so, content. too. I found that way more interesting. <laughs> now, the, the all the journal entry stuff was pretty interesting, in my opinion. Yeah. But he actually kept writing in journals until he was, like, 28. Yeah. And it was interesting that, you know, he always, like, at least the way the grunge movement appeared growing up was that it was a bunch of slackers. We weren't here you know? when we were growing up. What? We weren't here when we were. We weren't here, but I'm saying the appearance of the grunge movement at the time was a bunch of slackers, you know, flannel wearing, dope smoking slackers. But you, you had know, the, you had the flannel part down. Absolutely, <laughs> Cobain though was very ambitious in his career. Yep, very ambitious. But at first, he was kind of a lazy ass dope yeah, smoker style person. Yeah. A little bit, especially that whole 
animated section about him going into the mentally deficient girl's that was so disturbing. house and trying to have sex with her and yeah. all that stuff. I yeah, mean, that was insane. Yeah. And then slightly I mean, after that, going to the train track trying and to kill himself. sitting yeah. on it and then just waiting and then it goes by on the track right next to him. God, Talk, that's crazy. Talking about her stinky veg and all that <laughs> stuff. Yeah, that was a little abrasive. I was like, <laughs> yeah, whoa. Was. I yeah, hated was. the smell of her vagina and when she sweat. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me. Yeah, he, it was, he did say that. Uh, but I was going to say earlier the, the I know. The, so the time after him he he, went, he took 67 or hypnol after he according supposedly thought about the affair. Right. And then he went to a coma and then after that he went back on tour. They went to Rome. Then after that he comes back and Courtney arranges this whole um what do you call it? Uh intervention <laughs> with a bunch of his friends. And after that, he he agreed to go to, to a detox facility. Right. So he went to the detox facility. And after that, he escapes, gets on a plane. He's sitting next to um, uh, God. What's his name from uh, Guns and Roses? Marklin Baker. Not Axl Rose. But <laughs> not Marklin Baker. <laughs> uh, anyways. Oh yes, Marklin Baker. <laughs> but anyway, from that, Guns and Roses. <laughs> It's after that that he comes back from and he kills himself. So there's a lot of time there, like they could have covered about the intervention, about all that, etc. That's true. But they just kind of abruptly cut it off with no explanation, which I, I felt it was uh, poorly done. You obviously didn't like it. No, I liked the documentary. Actually, no, I, thought, I mean that part. I know I, I didn't that like part. that part. I meant that all. part. You've said it like 20 times now, so I just wanted to explain the point, and I didn't got cover it. it. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Yeah, I would agree they could have covered just a little bit of that. But even in a couple of, uh, I don't know, notes where they actually write out what happened or something. God damn it. You know, they could have, even if they didn't want to delve into it too much, they could have thrown up a couple of screens that talked about what happened or something. That would have been nice. Something. But um, I, felt, I felt really bad for the guy. Like, he's someone who growing up was passed around from... From his mother to his father to yeah, his yeah, that part was interesting. Uncle to that his was not grandparents. I had not that I'd yeah. studied him in great uh, effort of any kind, but True. that was interesting. Like, and then back to his mom, and yeah. she was pissed about it, and yeah, lots of loving family that wanted him. Now, I mean, it seems like he was kind of a shithead just based sure. on the information we had there, but still, pretty yeah. Rough. But the parents are kind of supposed to help with that you know, as well. Love I mean, you unconditionally. Yeah, exactly. I did wonder that. So, my favorite performance of theirs, you know, as far as album wise goes, was the MTV Unplugged performance, which I did watch live at the time. I remember it distinctly. Sure. But what I didn't know, and of course, a short time later is when he killed himself. And that's still my favorite album of theirs. Um, and I, I wore that tape out. But it's interesting, though. So, knowing the, the fact that Courtney thought about cheating on him, he had the he went to the coma with the 67 were hitting all. The fact that he sung that song, In the Pines, is the very last song of that. Yeah. About. You know where where's my girl at tonight? Right. Things like that. You know, confess to me. I mean, it puts a lot more meaning to that performance. Well, there's a whole. You can have a whole another uh, mini documentary. Uh, you know, maybe a thirty minute or an hour long one talking about just the unplugged in New York performance yeah. and how hard it was to get him there and yeah. convince him to do everything right. and how he wouldn't go unplugged and all the other stuff that was going on. And then the when time. he when he did, they turned in like one of their best performances. Yeah, it was awesome. He still didn't go unplugged though. He always well, just kind of did his own thing. You know I mean, about the, the, the Saturday, show Unplugged. Yeah. Was it Saturday Night Live or was it some music show or whatever where he wanted to play Rape Me and they were like, no, no, no. And It might have been. Then he went out there and started the chorus to it. Yeah, it was then, Saturday Night Live, I think. And then jumped into Smells Like Teen Spirit or something like that. Yeah. Like He loved to like lift the middle finger towards the closest authority well, like, as uh, much as possible. 
like Courtney Love said in there, and supposedly his quote was that he wanted to get to $3 million and then become a junkie. Yeah, his just goal stop doing anything. <laughs> Boy, that was disturbing, too, <laughs> nice. in the documentary. So he just didn't give a shit about anything. The, the second scene where it's after they've had Francis Bean, and you can just tell they are both heroined out, man. They both got sores all over them. Yeah. Like the close-ups, especially in on Courtney. Like, she's obviously gone back to the oh, yeah. the H. Uh, man, they both got sores yeah, all over the faces. Even though she talks in there about, oh, you know, I'd already been off yeah. of that. And... Yeah, she's okay. super skinny. Got <laughs> sores all over her face. So is Kurt on the close-ups. You can tell he's got them yeah. all around his eyes. Yeah. It's... Yeah, they, they were some fucked up individuals. So would they're messed up. Would there be a hole without Nirvana? Would Courtney Love I, ever made a question. Good question. I, I don't know that I care. Yeah. You know, they're pretty irrelevant to me regardless. I think they had some good songs. I, I they think, were super huge though at the time. I think they were way more 96, caught up. 96, 97, well, 95 I think, maybe. I think Courtney was way more caught up in the celebrity than Kurt was. Kurt was, I think he loved playing in front of people. He hated the celebrity. Courtney loved and loves the celebrity of being sure. Oh yeah, she still loves the whole it. lead singer and sure. Kurt Cobain's wife. So that was interesting. But would they have been as big? I don't know because I feel like I feel like that. Helped they even her played time. that on the oh, in the documentary. I'm sure, it did. <laughs> yeah, they amped her up for sure. Oh yeah, that was also kind of funny when was it Dave Grohl or Novoselic that said something about it was Novoselic because Grohl's not in it. No, but it was it was from the old no it was oh, from the okay. clip of the time back in the nineties. Yeah, when they were doing a practice or whatever, and one of them said something to her about you need to comb your hair a different way because it makes your face look so round. Yeah, yeah. She took off all pissed I off. I couldn't tell who that was. I, it, was it was one of the two of them. I don't know who it was, though. Yeah, she stormed off because she got so mad. I want to say it was Grohl. And then in the doc, and she writes some letter to Kurt that says, like, um, somebody, Kim says, we're the hottest rock couple since uh, Sean Penn and, God, who was it? Madonna, I think it was. I think it was Sean Penn and Madonna. Yeah, something like that. I think that. that was the comparison. So she was obviously way more caught up in the celebrity of it all oh, yeah. than he was. I think he, I mean, obviously the, the prevailing theme throughout that was, Kurt Cobain, Kurt Cobain hated to be embarrassed. Like from the beginning when his parents got divorced well, to to the end when that Vanity Fair article came out. I was going to say when the Vanity Fair article came out and yeah. he threatened the guy on that voicemail. Yeah, I think that's what tipped him over the edge. And like he thought Francis Bean was going to save him being a father. But that the that article was just the tipping point for all these other articles which alleged that Courtney, Courtney says she used at the beginning. All these other articles said she used throughout. Right. And that Kurt was using throughout. I, well, just the, when, the truth is probably somewhere in the middle. Especially when they were going off about how they're going to take their, you know, take her away from them yeah. and uh, make her stay with Courtney's sister or something like that because yeah. they were too heroined out. Yeah, right. Which I, I imagine was probably true. I mean, yeah, <laughs> you can obviously see it in any of those videos. See, that's that's the kind of thing I like about this. Also, or one of the things I like about this documentary also is that I think a lot of people just put, you know, oh Nirvana is this awesome rock legend especially mm-hmm. people that are maybe even people that are younger I don't know they probably see them even more like that but definitely people our age as well and uh, older I mean probably older than us too it takes them down a notch as a you know an addict and someone that did commit suicide and left a daughter by herself and all that other stuff that you know kind of puts it in perspective that he's not just this awesome rock god that came out with his yeah. grunge alternative movement uh, so I just I like the personal touch that the whole thing gave too. to him. Um, you know, ratings wise, I, I think it was very well done. I didn't like the ending, obviously, and I there were a lot of other things I didn't like what about, didn't it. Like Dave about the ending. The absence of Dave Grohl. Um, so, but other <laughs> other than that, I thought it was a little too long. <laughs> but other than that, it was really well done. Those things aside, it was really well done. It was definitely too long. 
Definitely too long. Agreed. So I've you know pound that, the battery life. <laughs> I know. Um, because of that, I would give there. it uh, one thumb up and one thumb sideways. <clears throat> Uh, what well, would you give the first half, Tom? <laughs> I can only rate the first half. Uh, it was okay. Uh, the only reason I didn't watch the second half, for those that weren't around for the conversation earlier, was because... Which is all of you. The application <laughs> was not working. And I it took me an hour and a half to get through about 57 minutes. It's hard to watch. Like, uh, I'm done. It's hard to watch a two-hour documentary on Pornhub. Yeah, don't it, worry. It, hey, the internet can only handle so much in my house, <laughs> and I have priorities. <laughs> And don't worry, we're going to review the Jinx next week, and Thomas probably won't watch any of those. It's a six-part series. Probably. Oh, my God. <laughs> so much commitment. It is. You got time to watch but it's good. four seasons of Arrow, so. Okay, there are not four seasons of Arrow. Oh, man, I need to watch that tonight. Um, anyway. Time watch you could Jinx? be watching the documentary. <laughs> what? Time you could be watching the other documentary. Okay. I care less about that than I do the last two See, episodes of Arrow. You're saying you, you don't that? care about the show. You no, hear that, listeners? That's not what I'm saying. Before saying he, he said he didn't care about, care about his followers on Twitter. Now he's saying he doesn't care about the I content didn't for the say show. That. You just put words <laughs> in my mouth. I said I never check the followers. I didn't say I don't care about hear them. That followers? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Alright, so what, what did you give a rating? Uh, I'm gonna I'm give gonna a half go. rating. Give one thumb because you only watched half. Of it. That's true. You can't have two. <laughs> I'm gonna go with thumb sideways. <laughs> I really did like my favorite part. And if there is a soundtrack somewhere, I want it. Uh, I liked the different arrangements they did. Yeah, those, the those were nice. That Great. was definitely the coolest part of the, the choral and the orchestral thing. parts. Yeah, some of it was orchestral. Some of it was synthesized. I mean, they did different things, but it was all different. You know, just different versions of uh, different arrangements of the songs. And I really, really liked it. Supposedly they're going to be releasing sideways. a new Kirk Cobain song <coughs> whenever the soundtrack comes out. I don't know if it's out yet or not, but okay. oh, for this, yeah, the uh, one that was okay. unreleased before. Okay, interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. I would, uh, Dustin. I'd give it two. I'd give it two thumbs up because definitely no flames. Because like you say, it was missing. It's a documentary about Kirk Cobain, but it's also about Nirvana, obviously. Mm-hmm. So to miss Dave Grohl, that's a huge hole. Right. Um, I don't have as big of a problem with the ending as you did, but. That would have been nice to have in there. And the fact that it's too long. It should have been probably hour and a half, hour 45. I think they probably could have got everything in there. I love the animations. I I liked all the glimpses into the journals. I think all that stuff was awesome. Um, Really, really made you see into the mind of him at the time. Uh, So, yeah, I would give it two thumbs up. Solid number two. You really liked it. (laughs) You really liked it. I did. Out, go, out, I didn't out, really, out, really out, like it. Out. Did you like it? I liked it two thumbs up, Miss. Well, thanks for listening to The Break Room. You can email All us right. at breakroomshow yes, at gmail.com like Nate did. Out, Provide go. us a nice voice clip. Out, you can call go. us at 469-665-9827. Leave us a question of the week. Or if you want to comment on anything we talked about or didn't talk about or How's had a little tiff about. You can find everything related to the show at popsyndicate.net plus or facebook.com slash breakroom show. Or the breakroom, I don't know. Plus one. Something four six nine. It's on the internet somewhere. It's Breakroom Show. I had it written down right. Or incorrectly, I mean. We start the show. <laughs> From the beginning. Find us on... Let's have uh, another argument restart. Find us on Twitter. Uh, the, at the Breakroom is all of us. I'm uh, on Twitter at the Mark with C. Dustin is at the WS nine seven seven five, and Thomas is at Navid Central. 
Paul Walker. Don't forget MySpace, MySpace.com slash in my ass. Uh, don't forget to listen to our sister show, Cinema Diabolica. Damn that, Paul Walker. <laughs> hey, don't forget to pick up Budgie's book, Askaroth. From Fast and Furious. <laughs> We would really pump, appreciate pump, it. Pump it up. We would really appreciate it though if you would uh, it up over there, no? go to iTunes and leave uh, us a nice rating. No, he is. Out, go out. Out, go out. Good God. We are the only. We're the first brick room on out, go out. iTunes. That's the best. Where did that come from? It's been there. It's the best one. Out, go out. He's so undecided. Out, uh, thanks to at Vagabond Saints on Twitter for helping I'll us with our logo. Go buy some of his mini I'll shirts. He has an out. awesome Dennis the Menace t-shirt. Thanks to F13 for checking in with us. Yes. Thanks, yes. thanks for F13 as well for his opinions on cake. <laughs> <laughs> Although I highly disagree with him. I'll go on to Gasoline High Five. Oh, fuck that. <laughs> I eat chips in the restroom. <laughs> I'm driving down Firewheel Parkway. But is it a non like black esque type type coke? Buddies, buddies, buddies. You're not Us. weird. All sorts of life oh. things happen. <laughs> Shove your face in that, Thomas. Mm. Zach Galifianakis. We don't need to create more content today. I would like to taste you. Homosexual stuck vegetables in my ass. (laughs) (laughs) Is he the restaurant aficionado? We just... My FICO scores... I mean, I might be, like, divorced three times by that point. I ejaculate on the on Lady Liberty. <laughs>